everyone, Brett here. Haley was our guest for this episode, and we had a lot of connection to issues with Discord. So her audio came in and out frequently. We did our best to salvage it. We got pretty much everything on here. But if you notice any moments where uh, like the first word or first letter is dropped or it's a little scratchy, that's what's going on. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Thanks, y'all. into Eurovision, John? Uh, very loosely. <laughs> it's like, it's like I mean, I play DDR, so it's like basically the same thing. <laughs> Do you play DDR, John? Uh, not, not so much anymore. I kind of ruined my ankle like eight years ago, so hopping around a bunch just kind of fucks it up now, but... Look, John, that's that, old high, yeah, that's that old high school story. I probably would have gone pro, but, you know, my knee got fucked up. <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> You know, DDR is something that anybody can technically play, but excelling at it, really playing it in the way that Jimi Hendrix plays that fucking guitar. Did you do that? Or are you there failing to clear Max Unlimited on Expert because you don't oh, know how no. to transfer your feet? You tell oh, me, no. John. I, I absolutely cannot do like paranoia or anything over like 180 beats per minute on anything over like five stars. That's just impossible. John, you know what? It... Despite what my father told me, it's not gay to grab the back bar if you need to to hit some of the <laughs> hit some of the harder combos. John sitting in his lazy boy cracking open a beer. Yeah, when I was younger, I could have gone pro at DDR, but I got that ankle injury. You boys don't know what it was like. Healing Vision came out. I thought we had it. And there was a Healing Vision remix. <laughs> Changed the whole fucking game. It was always bad. People would look at me and just expect more. <laughs> that is a weird bit of racism, right? Because I'm six foot six and like a giant and I step up there and I put on Max Unlimited because 300 BPM apparently wasn't enough in the last edition. And people were like, okay, cool. You get up there and put on Suguru and people were like, oh, yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> what was, oh, what was the other? Butterfly was a big one. Butterfly was good. Dynamite Rave. Oh, Dynamite yep, Rave Dynamite was a Dynamite Rave was fantastic. Boom Boom Dollar. Boom Boom Dollar, great. Bag was powerful. You had to slow down, or no, you had to speed up the space between the arrows because Bag was such a slow BPM. It's a Scottish dance track, so, you know. <laughs> Uh-oh, just lost Haley there. We just kept mentioning DDR songs, and she just went, oh, oh, no. That's, that's fair. <laughs> We said the gamer words. <laughs> oh my god, there are so many good DDR songs. Oh yeah, I forgot the music was good. Yeah, no, I mean, it was really, it was really upbeat. Like, made you want to dance. Hey Haley, AM three P colors. Oh, V and A, powerful. All right, if we're all working, let's do a quick intro. We're not done yet, Brett. So oh, the I'm way sorry. I always thought sorry, about sorry, Haley, v, they're not done talking about DDR. Oh my god! You don't need oh the man. God. You don't need to mansplain the conversation to Haley. So that's strike one. Uh, so <laughs> V and A, I always thought of as like DDR's answer to Pump It Up's Beethoven virus. John, what's your take on that? 
Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was a good song, but I mean, I don't think it really was the anthem of anything. I mean, you walk by a Pump It Up machine, obviously, today, you're going to see Blackpink. You're going to see uh, Chase Me by Dreamcatcher. You're going to see modern K-pop. But back then, they were sort of the uh, second-tier non-Japanese dance game. And I feel like Beethoven was... That was what I saw when I walked by and saw people playing it uh, at the Grand Prix Boomers in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which you know everything about that scene right now. It's in your head. That's what it's like. Only when you step outside, the humidity is 100%, and uh, somebody tries to sell you a Ford Taurus. It's not good. <laughs> Brett, have you, I mean, when you were in the military, did you ever get on a machine and play uh, Captain Jack, at least? Hey, oh, Captain Jack. <laughs> Captain Jack. <laughs> you all haven't seen me dance, so no, I, I don't, ever. <laughs> Brett, Brett, I have seen you dance many, many times, Rob first has. of all. And let me just insist that Brett does drop the bomb, Scotty D, DDR third mix. Look it up. <laughs> it's so bad. There was a time in uh, college where I danced with uh, a girl that Rob was interested in. She was interested in him. And she was dancing with me out of pity because she was like, this is so bad. I feel like if I dance near you, it'll look less pathetic. And it did. And that was a fun evening. And at the end of the evening, some of our friends tried to claim I was getting with her. But to defend myself, here's the thing. I, I'm outside. I'm doing my own thing. Right. Which, to be fair, neglecting the person I'm here with. Uh, that's also not good. <laughs> OK, I'm starting to see this. But anyway, the, the point is a rational actor uh, when told about the scenario with no other context would never in their wildest fancies imagine a type of dancing that was what I saw once I got there. Once I saw, <laughs> I was like, okay, we're fine. There, there is no continue if you must. But until that point, I was expecting like normal human body movements. <laughs> you know, as a Slav, my favorite DDR song was always genome screens. No, fuck, I, fuck. Genome, fuck. Genome screams, oh well. <laughs> I look sometimes you're the guy that parachutes down in a d-day and does some cool shit sometimes you get blown up in the plane that's life <laughs> uh, you know I, right, I, I'm sitting pretty in Arlington right now with people crying and putting flags you're over here doing a podcast you tell me who came out the winner <laughs> uh, alright everyone welcome to Dumb and Awful this is Brett at Relentless Board uh, this is John at Cali underscore TFF. This is at Dumb and Awful, number seven DDR player uh, in Broward County. <laughs> <laughs> and with us this week, we have Haley uh, at Haley Ray. Hi. So Haley's joining us today to talk to us first a little bit about sex work. And I know that I have fucked up a few times on this podcast and insinuated bad things about sex work and made bad jokes. So apologies for that one up front. Um, I went back and listened to some of them, and they were just me being lazy and stupid. So, mea culpa. They're just, they were lazy jokes. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely guilty of both of those things. So, lazy jokes and lazy jokes that are insulting to sex workers. Um, Brett, I very much hope that this episode can serve as a redemption arc for you. And Haley, I look forward to uh, learning a lot. <laughs> it was definitely, it was me implying that uh, John was gross for seeing a sex worker. So, apologies. I don't know why this keeps happening. Because <laughs> of toxic masculinity, probably. <laughs> when I look at Brett and he's like, hey, that's not how you put on a K-beauty mask, Gaylord. I'm like, you don't need to be like that. 
Like it's 2019. <laughs> Just pull that shit back. Stop fucking up the K-Beauty mask, okay? You know what? There's always an excuse to do the wrong thing, but what's more powerful is doing what's right. <laughs> Haley, can you tell us a little bit about the work you do? Um, so the work I do now is mostly just selling pictures online. Um, I have nudes. done, yeah, I have done porn in the past. Um, cool. Because my ex-boyfriend is a, or I don't know, I don't know what he's doing now, but he was a porn producer. So he cast me in some stuff. I'm not going to say the nature of it because uh, people are looking to dox me, I'm pretty sure. So okay, Yeah, no, that's totally fair. We can avoid anything that's uh, that gets too close on that front. I hope my porn is in my docs because I've never seen it. We broke up before he sent me the files. So every time someone like threatens to dox me, I'm like, can you find my porn, please? <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't even seen the the, the video you were in? Oh, and I've I've heard it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I heard my acting is just awful. Like the rest is fine, but my acting is just terrible. Versus normal porn where the acting is really high quality. Yeah, but like I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> How does the uh the normal picture thing work? Is it largely just people asking and you selling specific images for specific price ranges? Do you get super creepy people trying to stalk you with that. I feel like I feel like from being on Twitter and being a mutual, I see a lot of like weird dudes harassing you. And so I, I can't tell if it comes from the nude thing or if it's just generally being a woman on the internet. Largely being a woman on the internet. Um, I do get guys who DM me for the pictures. Um, and also anyone who DMs me just gets my cash app link and I just see if they'll send me money. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And then I won't talk to them again. <laughs> but yeah, if, if they DM me, like I have a price set. It does actually change based on like person. So if I like you, my prices go down. And, you know, if we're friends. Sometimes they're free. <laughs> I would say so your prices go up the uh, more of a stranger and or creepier they are. They started a pretty high range. I realized like I don't have to sell myself short. I can like a good amount for my photos. <laughs> I also like produce some, I, I think some pretty nice work. It's a lot of stills from videos that I've taken with like uh, friends. Oh, nice. I have to edit my tattoos out. Oh, so that so they can't have get to be stills. Yeah. Oh, uh, that makes sense. I say, is that a steady business? Does it do relatively well? It, it does okay. So like mostly I use that money to help like pay for comrade stuff. Like I work a regular job and that pays for my life. But like my friends need stuff. And so I'm like, well, I got great hits. <laughs> so you use it to help 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 all comrades. That's awesome. Yeah, mostly. I mean, also, you know, I like to buy myself some stuff sometimes. I think the most recent thing I saw was uh, like a couple months ago, there was like that shitty Chan thing of they were going into like all these uh, women who, you know, DM for nudes and stuff like that, and then reporting them to the IRS. Oh, reporting the IRS because they're not like claiming that income? Of course. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, I had someone uh, threaten to report me to the IRS, and I was like, oh, it's sweet that you think I make enough money doing this. Oh, that's such bullshit that they would weaponize. I mean, it's not surprising they have weaponized the IRS in general uh, to make sure that they never have to pay anything on the right wing. But that's that's fucking absurd. While we get you here, Haley, um, let's talk briefly because it is hyper depressing about all of these fucking abortion laws that are getting passed. 
We're at Alabama, Georgia, Missouri, and Utah, with Georgia and Alabama having far and away the most evil ones. Uh, Georgia is, actually seeks to prosecute you if you go out of state, which I have no idea how that is possible since that breaks basically every interstate law. And then Alabama's is considered the most, most restrictive in the nation. I mean, so I can't say how I feel about them uh, very specifically, but I'm very mad. <laughs> Oh, we've edited out death threats plenty of times. <laughs> um, I think that they're violent laws, and I think that they deserve a violent response. And that's all I'm going to say on that oh, specifically. Uh, but as someone who's had an abortion, yeah, it's really upsetting. Because I cannot imagine what my life would be like if I had a 10-year-old right now. I was going to ask what state, but that's probably too close to doxing, so I won't do that. I mean, um, Oregon. I've lived in Oregon my whole life. That's fine. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and Oregon has a relatively normal process, right? Like, they're not super crazy. They don't require you to get some, like, special Yeah, bullshit. no, I was under 18. I didn't need anyone's permission I was because I'm over 15, or I was over 15. I still am. Um, <laughs> and so I had no medical stuff. Like, I could take care of myself. Um, my dad did take me because um, he was paying for it, but... You know, I didn't have to have my parents' permission. We had just voted down that law, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and it was, it was like, not a bad experience. Like, I, I picked out, like, a nice, like, surgery center only does abortions um, versus, like, Planned Parenthood, which I've had people have bad experiences with. I do love Planned Parenthood, but they don't always just do abortions. So they Planned can Parenthood be... is pretty cool until you're in a Planned Parenthood. And then you're like, I want to not be in this Planned Parenthood right now. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, we had a counseling session right beforehand. where like, they're like, are you sure you don't want to do this? I was like, yeah. Um, they didn't judge me when I asked if it was okay that I had done cocaine 24 hours earlier, like for the anesthesia. Um, <laughs> They're really nice. Um, and the whole experience was totally fine. And I really wish everyone's abortion was like that. Thank God for Oregon not being total garbage. It sounds like your dad was at least relatively supportive too, which is nice. Yeah, my dad made a joke uh, while we were in the waiting room that, I mean, everyone was, so I went to go get the ultrasound because they have to make sure, you know, you're pregnant, A, and how far along you are. And I come back out about five minutes later and I, he goes, Oh, so what happened? And I was like, well, I'm pregnant. He goes, I thought they were going to take care of that. And we both died laughing, which no one in the waiting room appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your dad sounds cool. But I, I, all I can say is I'm glad that actually sounds like a great place. Uh, is it what state is it that already is effectively down to one in the state? Is it Missouri? Texas. Texas. Is it Tex Texas? Texas is down to either one or two. Oh, Jesus. Louisiana was down to one, and then the Democratic governor is about to sign a similar heartbeat law. Yeah, vote blue no matter who. Yeah, this is one thing I don't get. We have we have super woke lefty gun owners down there. We've got, you know, Redneck Revolt. We've got the John Brown Gun Club. Where the fuck are the woke rolling collars? Like, just get right upside of Washington Clinic and just fucking go through those protesters, just blasting coal. I have an answer to that one. Um, <laughs> because that character is too beautiful to exist in our reality. The guy that's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a liberal. Fuck the environment. I, I fucking roll coal every day. But you know what? I do it to defend women. <laughs> yeah, I dip because I care about trans rights, motherfucker. 
I mean, I'm gonna be honest, most woke leftist men are fucking misogynist still. Yep, yeah, definitely. So they may be woke and leftists and have guns, but they probably still don't care about women. Dead silence on that one. I think you hit a little close to home on that one. What am I I supposed to be? I'm going to riff on misogyny and abortion. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I... I, Obviously, obviously I don't get to experience that firsthand. um, But it does... From absolutely every other leftist woman online, it seems like that is still the the massive hurdle for so-called woke leftists or even lib men i have a k-pop avatar and my message my dm requests are just all dudes trying to pay me to show tits so i can only imagine what it's like if you are actually willing to engage with that it must be a shit show yeah send them to my dms please (laughs) that's that's actually a great that's a great idea i am temporarily unavailable but might i recommend comrade Haley? But yeah, I mean, that that was definitely, I, I've joked about this before as I've been to a bunch of Boston DSA meetings, and one of the overlapping themes is them going, hey, we're going out to a bar after this. Hey, please don't be creepy to the, to the, to the women members. Just, and it's just come up a lot of times <laughs> to the point um, of like, uh. <laughs> fuck the DSA. <laughs> just in All right, let's, let's explore that. Yeah, I say, so Haley, you're a, uh. You're a post-left insurrectionary anarchist. What is that? I'm, uh, okay. I know so, what it is, but, but you explain to Brett what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm new to this. So I'm new to all of this. Like, I'm super new to anarchy and all of that. And someone introduced me to post-leftism um, and insurrectionary anarchy, which is this idea that we need to constantly be fighting the state. Um, and you can do little things every day. Like what? Um, I, like tagging, stealing, stealing from work, um, fucking up ATMs. There's there's things people do. I don't do them, obviously. Um, I'm not. only I'm I just do Twitter. But there's things people do. Uh, there's a lot of great zines out there that will introduce you to some ideas to on how to you know mess with your city a little bit. What if my city like provides a lot of rights to uh, gay and trans people and paid sick leave and a high minimum wage and universal pre-K? Should I still fuck with my city? Uh, yeah, because fuck the state. Like, fuck anyone trying to control you. All right. That's one of the reasons why I won't vote is I'm not okay with anyone who seeks to control me. It's an interesting philosophy. What, what is the, uh, what would it be a, a sign that, or I can't fucking pronounce that word. What hello, would you recommend? Ch- hello, fellow cool cats. Are there any zines <laughs> available for me to spliff? <laughs> Do you have one you'd recommend to somebody who is intrigued by this? Do you have a zine you might recommend? <laughs> Why? Um, I recommend going to the anarchist library and clicking on um, insurrectionary anarchy. I don't have a title in mind. Um, right now because the best one i have is a troublemaker's guide to rose city which i don't think is online anywhere and that one's obviously you know portland specific but i think it'd be helpful outside of portland what, what sort of stuff is in that book that's like the portland kind of, specific like what are you getting out of that it, book okay it's like four pages <laughs> what are you getting um, out of this uh <laughs> pamphlet minimized chat book <laughs> 
so it's just directions on how to, you know, do action. Kind of the actions I was talking about before. It's more about like where to go, how to avoid getting arrested, that sort of shit. Positive anarchy actions versus things that you probably shouldn't do. Yeah, it's about things that, you know, you know, recommending things that actually fuck the system up. Yeah. Uh, also, fucking most anarchists don't like people who are into insurrectionary anarchy. Like, it's they don't like you. <laughs> like, you, they don't want to deal with the fucking shit up. You know, like... Really? So, wait, wait. So, insurrectionary anarchy is a bridge too far for most anarchists? Yeah, but I wouldn't... Sometimes I wouldn't call them anarchists, but um, that's a little gatekeepy. Um, but yeah, yeah, usually, like, they don't like you. You talk a lot of shit online, probably. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen my fuck left unity posts, but people don't love that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> people think you're dividing people. People want you to vote, like, all this shit. Um, Once you engage in the electoral system. Yeah, they want you to work. They want you to vote. They want you to rent. Um, and be an upstanding member of society, which is cool. Um, but that's also but not, also, that doesn't seem like an anarchist thing. You'd think, right? Well, yeah, like that all sounds like stuff I wouldn't think an anarchist would recommend. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of branches. Um, and I'm still like reading about them. Like I, I was specifically given the advice, don't talk about shit you don't know about, like you know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! As, Look, I can tell people you, with a podcast, never, never take that advice. Those are people trying to drag you down. <laughs> yeah, just, just honestly, like what we've learned from the last fifteen years is no, no, no. Just get a microphone, just start talking into it. Whatever the hell comes out, just say you had a heated gaming moment. <laughs> Insurrection anarchy sounds like a very. Uh, it sounds a lot more practical and less theory based than a lot of the other stuff we've heard about, which is appealing. It sounds very yeah. like tactical, like go out and do shit. Like stop fucking talking about it. Just go do things. Fuck the state. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really nice. It's like go out, do shit, create your own spaces, create autonomy. I respect the directness of that. I did have more questions for you. So one, we were talking and you were telling me you have a phone voice. Have you done phone sex work before or do you just have a phone voice in general? And if so, can we hear it? I do have a phone voice in general. I feel like every like girl probably does um hi thank you for calling uh wherever i work <laughs> yeah it's very it's just very high pitch like oh yeah thank you yeah let me just look uh, that up for you really quick me and brett used to work at a southern i'll keep it vague a southern security company and so part of that gig is you have to like contact people that are relying on your systems or need the police or whatever. And so that also means when do you think security issues happen in the middle of the night? So you're waking people up in fucking the deep south at like 1 a.m. through 4 a.m. to let them know that their gate hinge is causing a trouble signal on the motion detector on the north side of the ranch. And if you call them up and you go quite logically... Hello, sir. You pay us to monitor this. I just want you to know, as agreed, that this thing is uh, currently malfunctioning. You will be called every slur in the world. <laughs> and if anyone is the keeper of yep. every slur in the world, it's a drunk Tallahassee Texas native. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what I realized, and Brett, I don't know if you did this too, was just like, just put a little Southern twang in your voice. Don't be professional. Just call them at 1 a.m. and go like, oh, I, um... 
here's the thing that that southern hinge going off again do you want us to you want us to go check that out or should you just let that lie and people would go like oh thank you for your service you know what that's fine you are such a good gentleman thank you for keeping me safe and so you just did a fake southern accent every time you pick up the phone oh yeah i would the call bosses like, encouraged it they're like yeah, oh, yeah. We, this is what people want <laughs> the, the more depressing part was there was a middle school whose alarms would go off all the time and nobody would answer the phones Right. They gave us like 10 people to contact and nobody would ever pick up because they fucking hated dealing with it. And you'd go through the like superintendent and stuff. And then after a while, all the upper level people were like, take me off your fucking call sheet. You can call and harass the teachers and the teachers. That was always the most depressing call because eventually you get down the list. It'd be a teacher and you'd be like, hey, the alarm's going off. And they'd be like, I don't fucking care. I am. I worked all day. I'm trying to sleep. Please call someone else. I'm like, oh, we tried. You're, you're literally the 10th person on the list. I'm like, God My favorite damn. part of that is one time I called a guy and he went, you know who I am? Waking me up in the goddamn middle of the night. I get Christmas <laughs> cards from Bobby fucking Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, fair. I should have known my place. <laughs> that, that's your number one go-to. Do you know who I am? I get Christmas. That was just, that was cocked and ready to go. That's pure Tallahassee right there. I love that. The other thing I was going to ask, Kaylee, is you were, you said you had a very entertaining safe word. Could you tell us what that is? Just, just a little, little comedy advice here. Don't, don't set up the thing as really, don't overtly say, yeah. hey, this comedian is going to tell some really funny jokes here in a second. And they start in three, two, one. <laughs> the safe word's Ben Shapiro. Wow. <laughs> You see, Brett? Do you see if you, if you hadn't built it up? Oh, that's the last thing I want to hear during sex. Exactly. That's why it's effective. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, you figured it out. Okay, so the problem was someone let me pick the safe word. So, of course, I'm not going to pick something fucking normal because I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I was like, Ben Shapiro, and just the immediate eye roll. <laughs> uh, that just kills the mood. It's just, that's just, oh, I'm just, it's a yeah, safe word, already. John. Yeah. I it's, know it's it's serving its purpose. You're just describing how effective it is. Yeah, it's just it's just oh, I'm launching Netflix already. This is this is over. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other day they were like, oh, you remember the safe word, right? And I was like, no, because I just I was drunk. I'd forgotten it. And they're like, oh, it's Ben Shapiro. I'm like, fuck, God damn it. I forgot I did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's alarming, because if you forgot you did that, there might be a situation in which your partner is saying Ben Shapiro over and over and you're just boggled at why this is happening. Yeah, but see, it would still cut the sex immediately. So <laughs> regardless. Well, look, if you're GGG, you, you might have a moment where you're like, all right, I'm going to try to support this, right? <laughs> There's very competing wokeness happening there. So one time I was talking about a fan fiction with Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin, and I was like, oh, and like one of them gags one of the other ones. Like, where's your free speech now? <laughs> How much did you end up sending or selling that fanfic for? And is it on Amazon or do I have yeah. to go to Literotica? It's just a couple of tweets because I couldn't stomach it anymore. <laughs> oh, what is that? What is the giant fanfiction site now? Oh, I always use fan. I use fanfiction.net for my fanfiction porn. <laughs> Yeah, there's another. Uh, there's another one. Ah, oh, whatever. I, Literatica. It's, it's gone. I, I, I every now and then I just go and look to see like 
wow, how much stuff have people made out of like NFL players? And oh, wow, this is a lot. Wait, uh, what? I've never heard of this NFL player fan fiction site, but John, please tell me every single thing about it. <laughs> like, I, I don't remember how this came up originally. All I know is I remember stumbling on this like 15 years ago on the first uh, Seahawks Steelers Super Bowl. And some crazy person had a website with like 50 chapters of a Matt Hasselbeck, Ben Roethlisberger fan fiction. I mean, I just like, you know, you just open up like the fan fiction, like I'm not going to read through this thing. So I'm just like key- keyword searching for, you know, throbbing and other uh, assorted <laughs> words and just. uh, Yeah, let's cut to the know, chase until things are throbbing. I'm out. There's so much leading on this Matt Hasselbeck fanfic. It's fucking bullshit. Where, where, uh, where's the throbbing members? <laughs> I here? don't need to know that it's third down to know that he's well, hard. I think it. I, you know, I never actually confirmed if the author was a man or woman. I so I just, I think it I, at the time I definitely thought she. I just never put any thought into it. But I honestly have no idea. But I know the the author wrote like helpful little chapter synopsis for it, and they were all like. Oh, after a after a hard game, uh, Matt co- Matt comes back to the locker room to see a tired and exhausted Ben, and there's just all stuff like that. Matt was in the pocket, hard, dripping, and ready. It was third down, <laughs> and he he knows how to make his reads. And I'll tell you what, I talked to him on Monday, and he said him and Golden Tate have a, a great connection. When you get that out route, the first the first three steps is going to be everything. Getting into the secondary. You see the linebackers dropping back there, and you know what? It's just a great play. Anyway, fourth and two, minute 03 left. <laughs> <laughs> You're just flipping through like, I thought it was weird that it was 700 pages, but I thought maybe this was just the George R.R. R. Martin of Matt Hasselbeck fucking. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot of characters involved. There's a lot of sequences. Wait, so T- yeah. so Tyrion deflated the balls, or what's the deal? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Why did Doris Burke become crazy in the fourth quarter? <laughs> it it is fun to glance to to read them occasionally, just because when you when you get to a sex scene that's written, that you can very obviously tell that the person who's written this is never engaged in sex. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, sometimes you'll be reading, like, a really good one. You're like, oh, I have to skip over the sex scenes. Or you'll be reading, like, a really, like, bad one. Then you get to the sex scenes. You're like, oh, you've had dope sex before. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you just said, like, sometimes you're reading it and you have to skip over the sex scene. At that point, you're just on literatica, literally for the story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes the story is really good. Yeah, sometimes I don't want to know about you know, the wizard fucking the newly anthropomorphized fox man. I just want to know what it's like living as an anthropomorphized fox man. Let's get to those chapters. <laughs> Uh-oh, I fell in the master's trap again. My knee's injured. I can't move. Okay. How do you buy groceries? <laughs> do you have a go-to genre, Haley? Uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Are they I'm... children? I haven't read the books or watched the movies, but they're children, okay. right? Okay, so when I was a child, I would read Here we go. when they were <laughs> teenagers. Uh, now I read fan fictions where they're adults, because I'm an adult. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I like like a little Draco and Hermione. Really? That's a, okay. I mean, honestly, that's better than uh, Ron and Hermione. Come on, that was a garbage pairing. Yeah, like if you can make Draco and Hermione like 
work. Like, so I like your story. I mean, they make sense together, even though they're like awful. You know, like there was one, it's the girl's first fan fiction she's ever written. She's from Brazil. English is not her first language. She wrote a perfect Draco and Hermione fan fiction that followed the canon of the sixth book, but she just inserted Drake fucking throughout it. So there were chapters you could skip because she was just going over plot points that were happening in the sixth book and it doesn't break canon at all and it's so long and it's one of the best things i've ever read it's better than the books (laughs) (laughs) that that honestly does remind me i absolutely love that the harry potter fan fiction in general has basically thrown jk rowling in the trash and just as like they've just basically said no 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 anything you've done after the seven books fuck you that's all gone that shut up with all this that this lib bullshit you've you've tried to say no 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 that was in the books i i didn't explain it very well but totally like gandalf was very gay like i love i love that they've gotten rid of that and they're just like no 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 we're 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 taking this over death of the author this is what's happening <laughs> i really appreciate that also, and I have to do this, it's not Gandalf. <laughs> I have a Harry Potter tattoo and I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I, I like, I just, I, 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 it's too much for me. I'm sorry. So proud that I didn't notice. But, uh, which like, that's such I didn't a, notice. that's a sad thing to be proud about because like, if, if you called like Neon Dayun when talking about Luna, I'd say like, you fucking idiot. And also they're in <laughs> twice, not Luna. Do better. I know, I've, I've. I've read all the books and seen like at least five of the movies. I, I, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've reread the books probably like upwards of 50 times. Oh, yeah. Like, you can make comparisons with anti fascism and Harry Potter. I'm not going to do it because I don't need everyone to know to hate me. (laughs) 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 I mean, mean, that's, that's also the thing with any good fiction is you should be able to find a little of yourself in it pretty much regardless of what you believe in. Right, but it's like a really good comparison, but you can't do it because everyone will hate you (laughs) because like (laughs) it's so overdone and liberals love Harry Potter because it's like, and then they return to the government and change it from the inside. (laughs) And he became a cop. The rich kid became a cop. That really is the fucking end of the story, which is super depressing. Yeah, the whole government's like broken. It's a shadow government. They have the chance to rebuild any government they want. And they rebuild the same one and then work to change it from the inside. All of them get government jobs. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Hermione literally becomes head of the government. Of course, the person who follows all the rules. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, and like the whole book series is like building up to her being a rule breaker. And- Right. It's like, and look, and look, they become the rule enforcers. It's like, like I mean, and they don't even get rid of all the racism in the community, which like Hermione at one point is hinting at, like that's going to be her career path. Like, it's just all fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they built up to the rule thing. Like that was like what the 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 third one, the one where she's got the the time watch or whatever. Where at the end she's like, no, no, no let's fucking. Let's fucking just sneak around and just take care of all this shit. This hurts me. <laughs> Sorry. I like time turner. I like that Haley was uh, not okay with Hermione's politics, but does want to read about her fucking Draco. <laughs> well, she Criti- had good politics for critical half a support there. for Hermione. <laughs> also, those books would be vastly improved with some smarter fucking when they're adults, because the the pairing off in that book is just awful. Also, no, the there's. 
like who <sighs> meets their fucking high school sweetheart and marries them all of the people in that book apparently <laughs> I was just going to say, I know you're, you're, again, you're talking as if everyone agrees with you, but I mean, I think me and definitely John, I don't know how old you were, John, but I was 15 when I met Asuka. And I imagine when you discovered Ray, <laughs> you were pretty young too. And now here we are. So, you know, for some people it does work out. It's, there's no, not one that's better than the other. <laughs> uh, this has made me want to go read fan fiction. Thanks guys. <laughs> oh, you are welcome. You are you will enter a world of imagination. <laughs> it's really easy from K-pop too. Like the the one true pairing is basically just bias, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll meet people who are incredibly confused about the clitoris. <laughs> look, look, you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot about supernatural for some reason. The <laughs> the CW show that's just. That's like, if you want to be in the PSL, you got to read some books. If you want to do fanfic, you're going to know a lot about Supernatural. <laughs> Have any of you read My Immortal? No. No. Oh my God, it's just Why do like, I recognize that? Because it's the most amazing trash fanfiction that's ever been written. And it's like, ostensibly a Harry Potter fanfiction. And it's about uh, Raven, Dementia, Darkness Way or something. Um, it's the worst self-insert character. Like she's a vampire. Um, she's fucking Draco. <laughs> she loves good Charlotte. Um, wait, so, so she loves so good it's Charlotte. A, so it's yeah. a singer from Evanescence as a teenage. <laughs> yes. Wait. Yeah. Wait. What? No, it's not. It's like this, this girl, and it like always starts off with like fuck off preps, like as <laughs> as a goth, and it's all misspelled and like. <laughs> fucking Dumbledore comes in and tells everyone to like fuck off it's like it's so bad it's like one of the internet's greatest treasures I think I have read some of this because this rules I was gonna say (laughs) I people have told us to read theory but this is definitely going to be the reading series we do instead my immortal (laughs) look that's I think that's artistically valid you know like you don't have to be able to spell shit like you could ee cummings that shit and you know what it's it's 2019 Twilight, or no, no, uh, Fifty Shades was literally a Twilight fanfic, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. actually, I know someone who knows the author of that shit, Um, and I was going off at her about how bad it is for BDSM, because I don't, I like, I like me some BDSM, Um, and uh, yeah, she like does, she's friends with her, and I was like, your fucking friend wrote a shit book series, (laughs) like, Uh, hers is a fan fiction the true blood lady is like a pure fan fiction too those are just pure garbage trash novels written by a horny lady in arkansas and i fucking love them oh i do like true blood though (laughs) dude they're good that's see it's i think i need the southern erotica that's where i that's where i'm like yeah fuck yeah it's like normal erotica but more racist With I, mean, I do agree. I mean, I do agree with the thing. If you just got to, I mean, if you want to be a writer, you just got to fucking write. And hey, who the hell else is getting more practice than fan fiction writers? People who are just like so in, in, engorged in something that they just got to fucking just get out, as much out of them as they can and just keep doing it over and over again. Come on, John, you ca- phrasing. I know. I'm sorry. I just I I didn't intentionally mean to do it. And then I said it. Oh, like, oh fuck. well, let's just keep going. That that kind of makes sense, though. That I hadn't thought about the theory that way. But looking back, like one of the more talented people in my MFA cohort was someone that also wrote like fanfic and 
erotica stuff for money online because they were just good at it. They just had a lot of practice and would find niches and people would say, do this. And then they just pump out like 180 pages of T-Rex fucking, you know, Bram Stalker's Dracula. And then that was that. That's awesome. I mean, it's true. There are the ones doing all the writing. It's the same way all the shit posters are doing tons of the comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Just constantly producing. And eventually they'll get better. That's why you get to you get to the point where uh, of Haley's complaint of like they're just writing good stories and they should stop writing sex scenes because that they don't know about. But damn, they can write. Haley, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I want to be like Mayday Parade's doing a tour. You guys should go. But I don't need to be promoting <laughs> a band. So <laughs> no, go see them. Probably that's. Look, if you're listening to this right now, your standards are low. I bet the band's great. <laughs> you have one more to life. You download it and listen to it. I don't know how far we into, we are into this uh, episode, but yeah, just go see the band instead. All right. Thanks, y'all, for being here. Thank you, Haley, for joining us. Uh, that's at Haley Ray on Twitter. Feel Good fucking luck spelling that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll put it in the, uh, the, the title and in the description so they can figure it out. Um, and thanks everybody uh, support the Patreon Discord all that good stuff um, rate, review thanks y'all